Ask the Podcast Coach for September 29th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. It means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. If you want to jump on in, come on over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Or if you want to join in on the chat room, it's just askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And joining me this week, keeping the chair warm for Mr. Collison, is the one and only Chris Nessie. You can find him over at chrisnessie.com from the house of EdTech. Chris, how's it going this morning, buddy? Good morning, Dave. How are you? I am very happy to be here. And again, love what Jim does, but we got to keep that chair warm. So that's let's it. have some fun this morning. Yeah, he just do he's doing it's that time of year where he has all the interns come in and uh he just gets a little it's just one of those he tried for a while to do both and it just like you know what just you go do your thing buddy cuz he really has a great program over at Gallup and uh so some of the things we'll be talking about today what do you do when your listeners hate you that's an interesting one I went out to uh Facebook the way I usually do this is just to make sure we have things to talk about as I go over to Facebook and there are a ton, it, it seems like about every other week, there's a new like podcasters group and they all are asking the exact same question. So I try to find something that's not what's your microphone, although we can definitely talk about microphones or how do I make money? Although we can definitely talk about how to make money with podcasting, but something a little out of the uh, ordinary. And of course, we're always interested to hear what our uh, chat room has to uh, to say. And I actually have a topic that I want to talk about. But let's talk about haters first. Uh, this is an interesting one. I was like, what? Uh, this came from Rich Hopes. He says, here's a question. We have a new, eager, but very critical uh, listener, almost abusive with his comments. That's one of those words that's like, hmm, because abusive to some people is not abusive to others, but okay. At this point, Rich feels they're abusive, so... It's abusive. Uh, we love having new listeners, especially those who like to engage. But how do you handle people like this? And I was like, hmm, I wish you would have included a uh, like an example. I had somebody for a while, a guy from Russia that, oh, my goodness. And boy, did I keep this guy busy. Uh, the early days, I did a, a show called the uh, Marking Musician Podcast. And if there was a typo, if there was a comma, if there was anything remotely. And it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you talk and I'll say something like, hey, you know, Jim, I mean, Chris, uh, what's going on? He would go, hey, do you realize you called Chris Jim at the one minute and 38 second mark? And you're like, oh, so it'd always be like for me, I was like, hey, thanks so much. I fixed the typo. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. Thanks for listening. and let me know if there's anything else that you find or something like that. Have you had, I think we've all had our one star reviews, hopefully. Well, not hopefully, but it, to me, I, I wave that as a badge of honor. Have you had any haters or negative or people come at you, Chris? I've had one hater and it wasn't a one star review. So it was three stars, but the wording, it might as well have been a negative three star <laughs> review. After this person told me in the review, Hey, I, I listened to every episode, which I was like, okay, that's cool. And, and then he was like, but you know, it, it's not as great as, you know, people make it out to be. And, you know, I'm, it was just, it was like a really scathing review. And I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to like reach out and like, 
you know, make contact with the person because I'm a people person. So I tried to reach out and the person was just like, yeah, no, your podcast just didn't do it for me. And then I thought to myself, well, that was an extra hundred and something downloads I got because you went back and listened to everything and you made a decision. <laughs> That's it. I had one guy this one time was just like, you stink, blah, blah, blah. And I actually reached out to him and I said, hey, thank you so much for the feedback. I would love to get on Skype and kind of hear more about this. Uh, would you be open to that? And the person was like, sure. And I think I can do that because I'm a guy. I don't know if I would do that if I was a female because guys are creepy, but that's a whole other issue. But the guy came on. What was really weird is once he got on Skype and we were face to face, he did a complete reversal. It's like, oh, no, I, I love the show. Just this one thing was driving me nuts and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, OK, well, is there anything else you'd like, you know, you'd want to hear? Blah, blah, blah. He, but he, he's like, oh, no, I love the show. And I'm like. But the comment made me think he just hated everything. So that might be an interesting, you know, I don't know. It, it would take, I don't know, maybe a little thicker skin. Because if somebody still hated your show, it would be interesting. Because it is it is hard to, when I um, I went to Nashville oh, earlier in the year, and they had me do a live podcast rodeo show. And so that's where I critique the, the opening of your, your show. And sometimes I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not pleased with the opening of your show. I've, I hear a lot of ones that I go, Oh wow, that's just bad. And so it was weird because the person I was reviewing was like eight feet from me. And so, but it was just a case of like, okay, they're paying me or in this case, they weren't paying me for my, my honest review. And I still did it. And I I've always had people with that show. Cause it, it when I first started it, it was supposed to be a joke. It was like, I, it wasn't going to go on and on and on. But I've had people that say, wow, thank you so much. I didn't realize the audio was bad. I didn't real. I, I never thought about the fact that if somebody hears this for the first time, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So, you know, maybe, maybe invite them for a, a dialogue as they say. And, uh, you know, not an argument, it's a dialogue, you know, have them come on and, and share their, uh, their opinion. I don't know. Just keep the, uh, keep the lines open. I guess the thing for me, is if somebody came to me and said, I don't know, Dave, I think you should have a gear section every week in the school of podcasting. I would be like, okay, are you paying for the gear? Uh, and I don't know, gear's fun to me, but I'm kind of like, uh, again, this week we're going to talk about the Samsung Q2U and next week we're going to talk about the ETR 2100 and I'm going to go, ah, they're both pretty much the same microphone. So I don't know that I want to do a gear thing every week. And so if somebody's asking you to do something that you don't want to do, the beauty of it is it's your show. So if, uh, if you don't want to do whatever they say, and then you go, well, then they're not going to listen to which I would say, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Well, when you're making your podcast, whatever the topic is, sure. You, obviously we all want feedback. We all thrive on that feedback from our listeners, but we we're not out and it's impossible to tailor our podcasts for each individual person who listens, you know, sure. You know, we say, you know, there's no such thing as too long, only too boring, but if you put in all the suggestions you get, oh, you're man. not going to have as quality a podcast, you know, <laughs> so you can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. Sorry. But occasionally you can get feedback from one or two listeners that really make you go, Hey, you know what? That really is a good idea. And it's something I could try out in a future episode. 
<laughs> from from the chat room, Daniel J. Lewis says he had a review that said this podcast isn't funny at all in capital letters. All the people in this podcast should kill themselves and should be should have been miscarriages. That's just a little harsh. Just a, just a <laughs> <laughs> that's a little crazy. Uh, that must have came from the Troll Society of America. It's it. Something like that. Uh, I'd have to look up. I just know. I think my one star review was a bad show promoting a bad service. I think was the one that I got. And you're just like, <laughs> but I always, <laughs> I always try to think about that. At least, you know, back in the day before there was the, the uh, podcast app, you had to get up off your, you know, wherever you were, if you were listening on your phone, you had to go to the computer and log into iTunes and then find the show and click on leave a review. Like you had to do something. Now it's so easy to, to leave a review. Uh, it's like, Oh, cause I always say, well, they, you know, you did inspire them. It just, you just inspired them in a, a negative uh, fashion. So since it is international podcast day weekend, take some time this weekend and if you've never left a review for podcasts that you enjoy, take some time this weekend to celebrate International Podcast Day and go out and leave a review or two for the podcasts you enjoy or update podcast reviews that you've already left and maybe, you know, keep the uh, the good love going. And this is a great weekend to be doing that. And and send your favorite podcaster an email to say, hey, I listen and I appreciate it. And this is what I like and put some gas in their tank. Anything like that. Yeah, it is international. I was looking. I see I went in my bedroom. I should have switched to my international podcasting shirt while I was in there. Yeah. I, now I, we're going to do costume changes on yeah. the show? All right. <laughs> we'll be like Cher. <laughs> For the third hour, I'm going to come out in my sequins. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, Mike says, what do you think about Apple recommending AAC instead of MP3? Here's the Doesn't thing. Doesn't one of those A's stand for Apple? Yeah. Uh, here's my thing about that. This from the company that made chapter markers and then had software that no longer supported them. I'm like, I don't know that I'm really, eh, you know, um, well, the other thing they recommended, I started to talk about this is somewhere in that podcaster.apple.com. I think it's minus 16 luffs, minus whatever it is. It's two luffs different than I think what Alexa needs or something like that to which kind of going back to what we're talking about before, like you don't really notice these things. I exported out of Hindenburg, like the different, like here, let's export it minus 14 lusts. Now let's export it minus 16. Now let's export it minus 12. The difference is like, you have to, and I actually had to open up. Uh, I think I used Sony SoundForge so I could see the wave file and like this one's this big, you know, it's whatever, let's say it was two inches and, and uh, the, the minus 16 one is two and an eighth. It's so minuscule louder. I'm like, wait a minute. And we're going to argue over this. Now. It's like, I'm like, which one, which one's louder? Okay. That's the one I'm going to use. That's how I uh, go through it. Well, that's like earlier this year I was, I, uh, I took the leap and I implemented a, uh, Amazon Lady in the Tube skill for the uh, the daily flash briefings. Yeah. So I do that and I'm just producing, you know, a one minute MP3 at the same standards and settings that I do my regular podcast. And they don't quite meet the standard, but it still goes out. I have the thing on my desk. I check it. It works. You know, I'm not getting, it's not getting kicked out or, 
not working. So oh, you mean you didn't do the 256k mono file? <laughs> like, no, I'm I'm still pushing out the sub. You know what some people would say would be the subpar 64 kilobit mono. Yeah, well that's fine. But that's when I saw the specs, I was like, what? 250? Like that's a little over. Like, and again, we're listening from a hockey puck. <laughs> Why do we need? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I need this? Uh, yeah. Um, so here's uh, Addy Saucedo from uh, Simplecast and the Podcast Planner. Says although M- this is from Apple, although MP3 is the most commonly used format for audio podcasts, we strongly recommend using AC- AAC over MP3 uh, today. I love when Chat Wing just bonks out on me. Today there are no technical limitations which would preclude an AAC uh, podcast to be played back on any device. When choosing AAC, we recommend to use MP4 formats over the ADTS format. And what is ADTS? Automatic. I say we keep it simple and just tell people to keep making MP3s. Yeah, uh, ADTS can save streaming usage, but doesn't allow for accurate seeking where the MP4 file format does. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of that, uh, Hindenburg, I didn't realize this until I listened to a, an episode where they interviewed one of the guys, allows you to make chapters, which used to be used to be enhanced podcast, which I want to say was an M4A file. Um, and you could only really do it on a Mac. That was really hard to do on a PC. But Hindenburg allows you to make chapter markers in an MP3 file. And certain apps, of course, know how to handle these. And some apps don't. Like, I know Overcast does. So let's say I want to put chapter markers in this show. When we switch from one question to the other, like when you hit, I think it's fast forward or skip. I think it's skip. Instead of going to the next podcast, because there's like, eh. This, this one's not doing anything for me. When you skip, instead of going to the next podcast, it goes to the next chapter. And so for me, that drives me nuts when people were doing those because I'd be like, you know, this one, this podcast is all about something for females. Okay, nothing wrong with that. I don't fit them. You know, I'm not the target for this episode. I'll go to the next episode and listen to Chris. And I hit skip and it's like, oh, here's the next thing they're talking about for females and skip. And we're still on the female and skip. We're still on the skip, 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 skip. skip. Okay. Finally, I'm to the next podcast. So what are your thoughts on, do you listen to anything? With, I, I doubt that you listen to anything with chapters, but I could be wrong. There are still a few out there. I actually discovered this. Uh, our mutual friend, Monica, from what would you do? Mm-hmm. I use overcast. Uh, for my podcatcher and her podcast has these markers. So I had, I had looked in some Facebook groups after seeing it on hers and I, I don't know if hers, if, if it's intentional, but they show up in overcast and it says like, it, it, they're not defined. So I think there must be a way in however, say she is producing her episodes to maybe give them titles or the, the segment title. Yeah. So I started to investigate that a little bit and I kind of ran into a dead end because I use audacity. So I was considering, could I add these in and make it an even better experience for my listeners? Cause I do have specific segments in my episodes. So it's something I explored. And that's one example of where I've seen it. See, and Daniel has, has brought up a great point in overcast. There are skip buttons, skip ahead, not skip buttons. I'm flashing back to the old iPod when you had a skip button 
So I'm not even sure how they would work. I know James Cridlin from uh, podnews.net hates chapters. I've heard him talk <laughs> about how it's a tremendous waste of time if you want to put chapters in. Um, what Monica does on, it's the same thing I do for the School of Podcasting. I think she just puts, if you put timestamps, like if you put just, you know, eight colon three six, so it looks like a time, in Overcast, it will somehow, through the magic of uh, Marco, it will jump to that. That's not really anything I'm doing. I'm just putting a timestamp. Um, I think that's well, what, that's what I, I do do that. So any podcaster should really, I, I think, take the time to put in those codes because it, it is useful. Yeah, I, that's to me, that's easy. And not, and not every app, you know, does that. I don't think the I don't think Apple's podcast does. But um, and aren't there isn't there maybe one or two actually players that will be on your website that will actually also acknowledge those as well? Yeah. Simple podcast press. I know I think is what I use on I Apple podcast. The one, yeah. Because yeah. then I, I don't know that Pat Flynn's does the smart podcast player. I haven't really played. I have a copy of that somewhere. I haven't played with it as much, but um, I think that's cool. I know that's that's what I do on the website. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's. Again, it's it's like, ooh, it's shiny and new. We have chapter markers. And I'm like, ooh. And then you just because one of the things you can do, again, is anybody going to see this, is if I wanted to, I could put a new picture for, let's say we go from question one to question two, and I now call this chapter two. I could add a piece of artwork that would only show on those apps. So in this case, Overcast and what other apps support chapters. Uh, would show up on your player to which I go most of the time my phone's in my pocket, you know, uh, and, and that's the other thing. I, I kind of hate the fact that, that everybody's jumping on the ID three bandwagon years after it left the station. It used to be really a cool thing. And now the only app that I know of is Apple iTunes desktop and overcast. I don't know if any other apps actually use the, the, and those just use the image, I think from the, um, from the ID three tags. Cause I was showing somebody iTunes the other day, the desktop version. And I was like, and here you'll see my artwork. It's this big. It's, you know, minuscule <laughs> unless you pop out the player, which nobody even sees. And uh, so, but uh, yeah, I just was like, what, what are your thoughts on chapters? And that's the other thing I just realized, like, I, how do you skip to a chapter? I'll have to make one and test it somehow or something like that, just to see um, what it would does uh, just to, just to play. Um, speaking of playing, we were talking about this uh, earlier. Somebody asked me this. They said, Dave, how do you lay out like what is going to be in the next episode? <laughs> and yeah. and here he thought I had some sort of like whiteboard with a list and a, a beautiful calendar. And I, I said, um, it whatever is up, whatever a somebody asked me about <laughs> a lot of times is like, hey, let's do an episode on that. Or... Uh, like I just interviewed Zach from Squadcast. There we go. All right, done. That's next week's episode. I wish I had like five in the can. At one point, I had one in the can. That's because you always want one in the can because eventually Grandma's gonna die, and you need something <laughs> to to handle when you know life happens. And uh, do you have any in the can, Chris? Uh, no, I do not have yeah. anything in the can. Yeah, I wish I did. But, but- but, but that helps. So, you know, again, having a show about education technology, mm. I want that show to be as current as possible. So I don't know that my focus over five years has ever been to really focus on something evergreen. 
So yeah, my mind is more timely and making recommendations. So do you have any kind of like schedule? Do you, do you know what's coming up in the future? I do. I use Google sheets. So I have a spreadsheet set up with uh, the date of release as I've planned out for the year. And then I'll have an, a, a column for the title, a uh, potential topic for the episode. If I have a guest who they are, and then for whatever recommendations I'm making in an episode, I will kind of list those, put links. And then also part of that spreadsheet, I have, you know, potential people to go into out an interview. So I kind of have this running list. Thank you, Daniel, for the idea of making lists and kind of keep adding and pulling from those lists. But I just keep a simple spreadsheet. And then that really helps me to not repeat myself in future episodes. So it's a nice way to keep track. And it's Google, it's web-based, it's always available. Yeah, that's if if I could go back in time, I would do that. I would I would have episode, you know, name, guest if it's there, uh maybe websites that were maybe links, I don't know if I need that or not, but something because WordPress it doesn't have a horrible search. It's not a great search though, and there are times when you're like, I know I talked to this person and their name is somewhere in the show notes and you're searching and you're searching and sometimes I found which makes me scratch my head that like if you're in the back end of WordPress, you get a better search than if you're on the front end, which to me, I'm like, yes. isn't it the same tool? Like it's the same data, but I have found a lot of times I can find it in the back end better than I can in the front. Whereas I've always thought if I had some sort of spreadsheet, plus it just, you get a, I would think you get a much like 20,000 foot view. You can see kind of where you're at and, um, you know, it's like you said, it, it can either stop you from repeating a topic or in some cases you can see I've already covered this. Somebody asked me to cover it again. What's a different angle I can do this at? Maybe bring in additional information that I didn't do. And the, the cool thing about that is I've been slowly studying more and more SEO stuff. Anytime you're in a post and you say, oh, yeah, we talked about this in episode number blah, 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 back in the Stone Age, or this person was on the show before, he was on episode 14, this is episode 96, you should always link to that other stuff. Apparently, linking to your own stuff helps Google crawl your your site more, and uh, I don't know if it gives you more juice, but just everything I was like reading, it's like, yes, link to your own stuff, and I'm like, hmm, okay, so I need to uh, to do that. And that's easy to do in WordPress, because when you go to highlight and you go to do that URL, you can almost do a keyword search of, oh, what episode, just type in the number of that episode or that person's name if you use it in the original title and it'll pull up, you know, that result. You've got your link and there you go. You're, you're building uh, that, that interconnectivity of your site. Yeah. And uh, the other question I had here, and this is where it helps to, it's, it's fun when you hear people talk about you um, and they know it's public, but they're, they're like, they're talking about you. It's, it's fun when you hear people comment on you and they may know or not know. First of all, speaking of that, Emily's in the chat room from the story behind podcast. And she was on um, podcasting for radio dummies with Ed Ryan, Ed Ryan. And you always have to sing his name now. And what was interesting is uh, she said, I love the podcast rodeo show. Uh, it's a show that Dave does, blah, blah, blah. And Ed said, and it's really not a bad answer. I thought that was about the rodeo. And I was like, once you hear the intro and I say, we, we grab a random podcast and we see how long we can hang on. Hence the podcast rodeo. And I was like, a, I feel scary now going podcast rodeo show dash 
podcast reviews or something. And then I was like, I don't know what, if I wanted to change the name podcast first impression, like what would you call that show? Any, like, I think it's a great name. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's to me, I got the artwork, I got the little cowboy guy, you know? So, so, so Dave, is your concern more, what else can I add to the title that doesn't run the risk of getting booted out of Apple iTunes? Yeah, that's Apple, the whole thing. Podcast. Yeah, it just seems like there's been some really there was one about cameras that just didn't seem like they were being that, you know, spammy. Cause sometimes like Daniel has a great example. He did a once podcast. And, you know, if you name something like, you know, what if I did the turning left show? You know, hey, welcome to the Turning Left Show. But if I go the Turning Left Show, you know, uh, a fan cast dedicated to NASCAR. Okay, now it makes sense. But because that's all they do is turn left. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so to me, it'd be like podcast rodeo show. Um, you know, short reviews. I, I don't. I don't even know what's what my current tagline is. But I, I, right now, I feel like if I do any kind of tagline, I'm just waiting for Apple to come and just. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. You know, and um, I think it was, uh, I forget where I might've been Todd in a Facebook group or something where he was saying that he might reach out to Apple and say, can we get some guidelines here? Or can you explain, you know, what's the going on, Lucy? We got some explaining to do. I understand that they said this like a year ago where, you know, they said, Hey, don't, don't do this anymore. And now they're just kind of enforcing it, but that's, I was going to say, based on this topic, uh, I have some friends who use uh, podcast websites for, you know, their hosting and, and their website. And a friend of mine got an email this week where the wording in the email made it sound like Apple is going to start cracking down on putting the name of your guest in the title of the individual episode. So I, I put the call out on, on Twitter and, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a bunch of people. And we were, they were able to come out and say, oh, wait, no, no, that email was actually worded incorrectly. Don't panic. It was because it was about keyword stuffing. Right. So they meant to say, you know, you don't want to stuff and, you know, do the title part. But the way they worded it in their email to their customers was don't put guest names in your episode titles. So we were able to get that cleared up, but people were like running for the hills. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Do I have to go back and change all my episode titles where I had a guest and... So yeah, I was a little scuttlebutt this week. Yeah, it's a little scary, and I know Todd's right on the edge of we're giving Apple a little too much power if they're really starting to dictate what is and isn't in their directory, and if we don't have clear rules. And I'm like, I kind of see his point on that because uh, it is getting a little. I don't know. I've I, I've always any job I've had, any relationship I've had, anything. It's always been like tell me what the rules are and I will play by them. But if, if I don't know the rules, it's not fair to go, Hey, you broke the rule. What rule? <laughs> you didn't tell me that was right. wrong. So, but then you, you know, people have made the point. And I think you've said this as well. If Apple or anybody clearly defines the rules that lets some people know, right. How far can I go? Yeah. That is. And that's why they don't. That's why they don't explain what's explicit. Cause the minute they do, it's, it's crazy. There's a, uh, I think it was uh, Radio Lab did an episode on people that are Facebook 
um, I don't know what you would call them, but the guys that like block the nudity and, you know, the sensors. Oh yeah. I, I listened to that episode. Absolutely. And it was yeah. amazing because there are certain, like one thing in one culture is completely fine, but then you find out later in another culture that's completely pornographic. So how do you, then it's, it's really, it was a really amazing episode. And I think that's part of it is, you know, we can, whatever, some, some, right, that, that one started out with, uh, I believe it was pictures of women breastfeeding. Yes. And is that pornography? So they had a, rewrite their policy and come up with this code. And, and then the fact that uh, the people that have to sit there and, and ban these pictures, because some of them apparently are, you know, uh, shooting victims and, and who knows what else, you know, um, people are just taking pictures of their body and just whatever people are weird at times. And I just, I feel they said, they said no inside on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. pictures can't have your insides on the outside yeah. so that's the and whole, that whole thing i was gonna say that whole thing with the uh the boston marathon bombing yeah oh yeah that 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 immediately impacted that policy because there was great newsworthy photos being shared on national television and then making their way onto facebook and they had to decide editorially do we allow this do we not and then they were facing the whole scrutiny of well is facebook a news organization or is facebook a social platform so yeah because at that point they definitely had insides on the outside with those pictures yes. and and then there was some yeah it's a great episode i actually like radio lab is one of those shows that for me it's either hit or miss because sometimes they get really into these obscure you know today we're going to study the you know whatever something of a bee or a gnat or something and it's neat it's sciencey stuff but um sometimes i don't really care about a gnat or a, you know, whatever they're, they're talking about. But on the other hands, like that one, that episode, I was like, holy cow, just stuff you didn't think about. Wait, but I got to tell you, Dave, you had mentioned, it's gotta be a couple of weeks ago now that you started to listen to a radio lab episode where they were talking about the crabs and having the sex, yes, like crab sex. And you said you didn't finish the episode. I finally got to that. And I was like, oh, this is the one he was talking about. I listened to the whole thing. I recommend you go back and you give that whole episode a, a complete a, listen. A chance. <laughs> give it a chance. Because <laughs> who doesn't want to know more about crab sex? It sounded interesting. And it was something about the blue goo that they make or something. And it was, it's this magical blue goo. I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think you should go back and listen to the whole thing because part of me said, I got to listen to the whole thing because he said he didn't. Yeah. Uh, that's it inspiring like wait why didn't he like this show all right i'm i'm feeling lost uh jason bryan in the chat room is saying the burt reynolds photo which, i think that's in reference to a photo he did in the 70s where he did a spread for playgirl is that the one we're talking about i think so and then that photo when he passed made its way back into the social media <laughs> nice so, he did not you know um some people age well burt reynolds uh n- not one of them, in my opinion. I felt bad when I, ah, I I saw him when he went, and then he had done something not too long ago that he was actually in film, and he looked great. So he just it went downhill pretty quick. Yeah. Now, Jason, real quick, how, how big is the print you have hanging up in the Matt Talk Online studios? You have a big, maybe like twenty by thirty. <laughs> print hanging up in that one? That's it. The- <laughs> he's had it turned into one of those T public. It's now a big blanket that he hangs oh, a big wall tapestry. Yes. The tapestry. <laughs> yeah. 
that will that's always going to work. Um, all right. Uh, here's another topic. Have you ever stopped to examine yourself? This is always a fun. I haven't done this in a while. Once a month, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, I'm trying to find the the little gizmo that's running in the background. Uh, rescue time is a cool. I'm assuming rescuetime.com. It actually tracks. Like, like I can go in and say when I'm in, you know, Sony SoundForge, this is productive time. When I'm in, you know, audition, it's productive. When I'm on YouTube, it's not productive. And at the end of the week, it's like, hey, out of the well, whatever hours in a week, you were productive X amount of the time. And apparently you weren't productive over here. And then you can go and do a report like, wow, I spent 17 hours on Facebook and three hours on YouTube and blah, 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 blah. Um, what do you think is your biggest, like what's your time suck or, you know, cause you've got the whole family thing going on. That's a whole other balance thing. Um, my bi- <laughs> funny you say, I, I, I was going to say sort of jokingly that my biggest time suck is podcasting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know, but, but, it, but it, it's also still productive and something that I enjoy doing, you know, from the shows that I'm on to the shows that I produce. So Hmm. I, I, you know, if you, if anybody out there thinks that they need something like you're talking about, then, you know, by all means get that. But I feel like, and I'm not perfect by any means. When I sit down at this computer, I know that there's going to be times where I need to, to zone out. So do I spend too much time sitting here? Sure. I don't want to get depressed by actually getting hard statistical data to prove it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, like the we, whole Apple screen time thing. Yeah. I don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've made a great point. There are times when we need to take a break. Um, I have a, a guilty pleasure right now. It's the world's worst television show ever. Uh, I find it entertaining and I feel it keeps my relationship chops in, in, uh, up to speed and it's called married at first sight. It's on lifetime and Monica, <laughs> Monica from, uh, you want to do what? Cause she's a big, uh, reality TV show fan period. She loves big brother. And she said, like, if you ever watched this show and I go to, her, she goes, Oh, it's, it's horrendous. You have to watch this show. And it's seriously, it is, um, people it's basically, Match.com. It should be sponsored by Match.com, but you have these, quote, experts that go through thousands. They have thousands of people. I love the fact that they say it's thousands of people that want to find love. And I'm like, no, it's thousands of people who want to be on TV is really what it was. I was just going to say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then you get together. And after you live together, you go on a honeymoon. Um, and after six weeks, you decide if you're going to stay married or not. And most of the time they do not shocking um, spoiler alert. Um, but it's, it's, that's my, like, I just want to turn off my brain I don't want to have to think about content or whatever. I just want to chill for a second and just let my brain go. Bleh. And so that's my, uh, you know, that's my distraction. And that's something we, we could all use a little more of, you know, from our jobs, even from our families or even from podcasting, because, you know, we go back to talking about how do we plan future episodes and how do we organize that? Well, when do we take time to really give that some thought? So that, that can be challenging, but you know, clearing the mechanism, literally doing nothing, which my wife will tell me I'm really good at sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, we, we need that time creatively. It's, it's almost biological that to do nothing, to clear the mind, 
that's when we're going to get those moments in the shower where the idea hits us or, you know, we'll wake up in the middle of the night with a great idea for a podcast episode or, you know, some other great idea to do or try. But if we're always going, going, going and consuming content, when do we get that chance? Yeah, that's something I've been doing uh, recently. There's a uh, there's a giant park in in I've kind of been there in my childhood, but it's it's weird. There are two paths. If we want to go stairway to heaven, there are two paths you can go by. Um, and everybody always goes on the right path. And I just one day went, you know what? I'm going to go on the left path. And it's wild because it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And last week I went out on it and I did something very bizarre. I had my phone, of course, because you, you can't leave home without your phone. But I did not listen to podcasts. I just it was just me out in nature. And you're right. By doing that, by not having any kind of content coming in, it let me actually just think about, okay, well, what, what could I be doing? And for me, it was a matter of realizing that I, I find myself again with about five number one priorities. And I was like, that's not going to work. You need to figure out, like, let's kick back a second, step back, figure out where I want to go. What, what do I need to work on first? What needs rearranged and then whole nine yards. And um, it does kind of re, re uh, I, I think, at least for me, when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm almost always in some sort of education mode. I, I have a few that I listen to for entertainment, but most of them I'm, I'm being educated, which is why I can't listen to podcasts and work because they kind of need my, my undivided attention where radio or music, I can put that on in the background and I can, I can listen to a podcast and walk on a treadmill or walk or shop or whatever. But most of the time I'm kind of somewhere around where uh, if I need to, I can quickly take a screenshot and know I need to go back there. But yeah, I think sometimes we need to give our, our brain a break just so we can uh, regroup. Um, I was listening to Jordan Harbinger and congratulations to him because he just released his 100th episode after redoing his whole show and breaking off from his old show. I just saw on Facebook and today, uh, Barb, who is one of our awesome supporters, which we'll talk about here in a second. Today is her birthday. So congratulations to both of them. But Jordan actually has some sort of device that allows him to take notes in the shower. <laughs> and That's and, a little extreme. Yeah. Uh, but there's a thing where they say the reason you come up with so many ideas in the shower is because I guess, cause you're, you don't, you're not doing anything that requires you to, I don't know, remember to breathe or, or you're just kind of whatever it is. The left side of the brain is like on, like it's taking a break. So your creative side, your right side, I think that's how that works. Um, kind of goes into overdrive and you're like, Oh, this would be good. Oh, I should try this. And you know, that whole nine yards. So um, all I focus on is keep the soap out of my eye. <laughs> that is it. But uh, speaking of our fun filled, awesome supporters, I do want to take a second to say thank you to those folks. If you go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, uh, you can be one of our awesome supporters. Uh, awesome people like Josh Liston from onthebubblepodcast.com. Uh, Greg from over at debtshepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness. Jonathan Bloom over at weeklyawesome.com. So if you need some weekly inspiration, uh, that's a great place to be. Glenn the Geek Hebert, who is coming back on the uh, School of Podcasting in the future. We just set up a time to do an interview. We're going to be talking about his behind the scenes of how he creates his network and what does it mean to create a network and things like that. So you can find Glenn over at horseradionetwork.com. Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. And Max Trescott, who was on last night, we did a, um, one of the things you get from being an awesome supporter 
is if we meet a certain goal, I do a live Q&A for just the patrons. And Max was on last night from AviationNewsTalk.com, Shane from Spybrary.com, and a new one, Military Money Movement. You can find this over at MillMoneyMovement.com slash podcast. And if I can get my mouse to continue, here it is. Ronsley over at uh, Amplify Media Group. You can find them at mustamplify.com. And again, thanks to everyone who is an awesome supporter. For more information, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, and you can click on the Patreon button, and that will take you uh, right to where you need to be. And you can join for as little as a buck. And uh, next week will be a new month. That's kind of scary. And uh, we thank all of our sponsors, our sponsors, our patrons, same thing uh, at the beginning of the month, no matter what amount you contribute. So thanks to everybody for uh, for doing that. If you want to uh, if you have a question and you want to jump on in, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you're you will actually pop in like right down there. And then uh, if you have a question and you're listening somewhere like Mixler, come on over. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live and join our awesome uh, chat group over here. Um, I'm looking at Chris's wife is a total, your wife is a total badass. Are they talking about your wife, Chris? Yeah, they, they, she's also a podcaster cause I'm addicted and I got her addicted. So she has her <laughs> own podcast that she's been doing for almost a year now. Is she only doing it's one? The, she's only doing so one. So she hasn't progressed to the, <laughs> no. And, and there have been times in the last year where she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Ah. And I'm like, but, and I just keep reinforcing the value and it, it's been a good outlet for her. She is a creative type. She's done photography. And so this podcast that she does, the lifelong learning podcast, shameless plug is her talking about things that she's learning and, or wants to learn. And she occasionally brings on a guest and talks to people who she's either met or interacted with, or just wants to learn from. So nice. She's, she's, she's crushing it. See, I love that. That is what I refer to as the journey podcast, because you don't yes. have, you don't have to be an expert to start a podcast. My favorite example of this, Joanna Penn, whose last name is P-E-N-N, does a show called The Creative Pen, and she wanted to write a book. She wanted to, to release it independently. And so she just got all these people that have done this and different publishers and things like that and learned about the book publishing world. And oh, I want to say I interviewed her probably. It's been probably literally 10 years ago. And now like she's the expert because she hung around with all these experts and wrote her book and got it published and everything like that. So now when are there all these author events and it's funny because I'm like, and one of our featured speaker is Joanna Penn. And I'm like, I remember when she was just starting out and she had, I, I interviewed her and she had some sort of headset microphone that did not sound great. And she had massive popping peas. And I'm like, I remember back when she was just a whippersnapper and uh, <laughs> her podcast is now uh catapulted her to uh, kind of the expert now. So um, let's go. Where can people find your wife's show? Uh, they can go to katenessie.com, K-A-T-E-N-E-S-I.com. And it is the lifelong learning podcast. And are any, you have kids, right? I have two wonderful children, Dave. How old are they? Uh, my oldest son is six and my little guy is three. So I have a first grader and a pre-K student. Fun. So, and is, do they play podcasting at all? Is there any kind of, and they do. do they my, really? my, <laughs> hold on. This is good stuff. Okay. So my older son, he actually does from time to time. Uh, he does his own Facebook live show 
where he comes here into nice. the uh, the House of EdTech Studios and he talks and sometimes grandma will join in, my brother will come and watch. Uh, and I'll sometimes use the setup and we'll like call people. So we'll take callers, you know, and kind of he'll sit with the mic and the headphone. And then actually in his room, he has an old one of those newer arms, like the $15 boom arm right. from Amazon. I attach one of those to his desk and it's got a microphone I don't use that he he can sit there and he'll play radio or pretend and they're, they're into it. Well, I was talking, I was at uh, content marketing world with uh, Rob Walsh and I forget how old his kids are, but he said their idea of fun is if they're not playing Fortnite is, is they go like, he has like a little studio in the basement and they'll go down and make videos or, you know, whatever. And I think they're old. How old do you have to have a YouTube channel? You have to be like 13 or something or what's the, I have no idea what the, uh, it, it would be 13 to have your own account, yeah. but certainly there are kids younger than that who are in the videos. Yeah. But he said, they, he said one of the things they got for like Christmas or whatever was like a green screen. And he was like, it's amazing. He goes, and it's fun. And they're down there, you know, beating each other with their fake lightsabers and the whole nine yards. And he's like, that's just, that's what kids do now. He's like, that's fun. And I'm like, cause there's a part of me. I remember when I wasn't allowed to be in the house, uh, it was like, you kids need to get out of here, go outside and play. And now it's like, it's the direct opposite. Please stay in the basement where it's safe and, you know, make videos or whatever. So it's kind of different. Well, I mean, th that makes sense. We've, you know, as parents, we always, or, you know, for quite some time, we pass along our interests and our passions to our children. So for those of us that are podcasting, it would, it's only natural that that's going to somehow seep into the lives of our kids. Yeah, that's true. Include them like, you know, my older one, he's done some introductions on my show that he has fans that listen to my show. Actually, Aliquity is a big fan of my older son. Um, and actually I had him on as a guest on my show Beautiful, where we did the whole interview and the title was, you know, education technology from a first graders perspective. Nice. Dude, that's so awesome. We talked, we, we talked about his perspective on education, the technology he uses as a first grader, you know, whether it's a smart board or some other things that I know he's done. And I know, and, and, and you've had people on your show that have talked about and podcasted with their kids. And I know I'm building memories and really just building up that vault of stuff I can bring out for his rehearsal dinner when he gets married one day. Oh, that's it. And that's really what's, uh, I did something when, uh, when my nieces were born on their birthday, I would interview them and it'd be like, so what are you into? You know? And it was like my little pony or whatever. And what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, a princess. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you, you know, what do you like? What do you dislike? And then every year we would update it. And it was fun because uh, when they turned 18, it was like I put all those little interviews together and it's just weird to watch them grow up in like two minutes. But um, as I said, we've seen that on like Yahoo where it's, you know, dad took a picture of his child every year since birth and you just watch the, the kid age up. Yeah. Through photos. So I think that's uh, I'm with anytime I hear anybody podcasting with their kids. I'm like, oh, that's that's the best. And then what I've been saying now is when people are starting and they're like, well, I want to do an interview show, but. I don't know. I'm, uh, who should I interview first? And I'm, uh, you know, I understand it's going to be harder than I think it is. And I'm like, go interview your parents. Cause a, uh, you'll probably learn stuff that you, cause now you have kind of the power. Like there's stuff like I wouldn't ask my parents, but if I was interviewing them, I might have a little bit of courage to go, what's, what's the deal with that? Um, and then you just have this great, uh, memory recorded that eventually you're going to be very happy that you did. Um, my grandpa used to read the Christmas story 
uh, every year. And it was like this painful torture that they would put us through. We're dying to open up presents. It's like, no, no, we have to have grandpa read the Christmas story. And then we're going to sing Christmas carols. Then you can open up your presents. And it was like, ah, and so we moved to uh, Texas and most of us were still up here in, in Ohio. And I had my aunt, I go, can you please have grandpa read the Christmas story into a, uh, a cassette deck? And so I was able to convert that. Now I have it as an MP3. And so every year my aunt's like, I'm so glad you did this. I list this every year and cry my face off. <laughs> So that's always, uh, again, something else that you might be, um, happy with. Um, what's your, I know you, you like tools, uh, in terms of just web design and, and all the creative stuff you do. Do you have any favorite tools that like, if somebody said you can only, you know, grab three cause the house is burning down, even though they're online or whatever, if you had to pick three that you use in your podcast production, what's, what's your top three? My I'm actually, I'm just going to go top one and okay. I'm glad you opened the door to this. So I, I know in the chat room and for at least a couple of years, I've talked about this and you guys bring it up from time to time. My pal voice meter banana. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it is a godsend, you know, in, in terms of the fact that I don't have a physical mixer. So I use voice meter banana. I like the way Daniel says it when I hear him talk about it. <laughs> um, it's a virtual mixer for windows that lets me do like what Soundflower does on a Mac mm-hmm. where I can route the sounds, whether it's Skype or Google hangout or again on my windows machine, that, that's my primary workplace. You know, I use jingle palette to do the little bumpers and things. If I'm recording, doing something live or, uh, but jingle pal, uh, not, uh, voice meter is is awesome you know it's it's great i can connect up to three usb microphones to my computer that's cool and and i've done that so like sometimes when my wife and i will record for hers we'll run it all through mine and then i have to go edit it on her machine um but they actually have a new one coming out that'll have more options and this one get ready for the name it's called voice meter potato sure because i don't know where they get this from but it's going to have more physical inputs and a couple of more virtual input options. So it's, I mean, if you're not comfortable using a mixer and with all the effects and everything, this is super easy to use there's so many tutorials on YouTube. Um, and if anybody's really interested in adding it, please hit me up for, you know, Google hangout and I'll be more than happy to, to tell people more about it and share it. And it, it's invaluable to what I do. What's uh what's the going rate on that? Uh my favorite four letter F word, free. <laughs> See, that's wild. That's it's you know, I love free stuff. I you know, but I'm always worried when it's software because I, somebody is writing that code and typically writing code not as easy as you probably think it is, especially when people start breaking it and things like that. So the fact well, that Well from where this is coming from, it's uh VB audio software, VB dash audio. And if you search it there, if you search voice meter banana, it's the first hit on Google. Um, there are other pieces of software that this company or this person, I don't, I don't even know if it's more than one person that they do sell. Uh-huh. So this is something that they do make available for free that if you wanted to add on to it, there are other plugins and additions that do cost money. But if this is the only thing you needed, it's really powerful. So it's kind of like their garage band to, I forget the, the paid version of the Apple audio program. 
um, logic, logic. Yeah. That, you know, people are like, Oh, garage band is cool. And you can do a lot of really cool stuff in garage band, but if you really want to take it to the next level, then you jump into logic and that's not free. So voice meter, uh, yes. <laughs> is, uh, is free. But if you want the super jumbo deluxe package, then you jump into like, like, like in reality, I did. It, it It has cost me over the time I've been using it. It cost me $2. Oh, well that's because it. Forget you, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most people just signed away now, but you can add, you can get extra virtual audio cables for it. Okay. So I pony and it's basically donation where I could have donated whatever I wanted, but again, I'm a teacher on a hobby podcaster budget. So I donated what I could for those cables. Um, when the next one comes out, um, I, I do make a little bit of money for my podcast, so I'm going to try and maybe pony up 20, 30 bucks to send their way because I do believe in, you know, what they do, but certainly you don't have to, and you're going to get all the same features. Are, are you, and the other thing it does is you can record. So it records the multi-track. So I could open it up in audacity. I get, it records the one way file and it records up to eight channels. So everything is separate. Everything is nice. I can EQ and do all those Mike Russell-y type things to my files. <laughs> Mike is now a verb. Mike yes. Russell-y. <laughs> the Dave Jackson and Mike <laughs> Russell-y audio editing. Well, that's why. See, I didn't realize that. That's uh, now I'm sitting here looking at my mix pre going. I, I could have saved hundreds of dollars. <laughs> uh, interesting. Is Are you on the machine that has voice meter? Banana? Right now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we won't demo it right now. We'll do that in the post show. You can, uh, for sure, can pull it up. Um, that'll be cool. Um, cause yeah, you showed it to me a while back and I was like, oh, I'll have to learn that. And then I never did. So now you've, you've repeaked my interest in it. How's there some, have you had to, you know, uh, contact their support at all? Or is this just a case where you just go out to YouTube and there's a video for it? Or I, I've always gone out to YouTube because, I'm not using it for whatever robust features it has. I use it to be able to record and to be able to divide up the different sources of audio on my machine. Well, that's cool. So you basically just say, Hey, Skype is, well, how does that work? Like, let's say you're doing, what do you use to record an interview? Let's go that route. I use, I will, well, I use Zencaster still. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not getting those issues that a lot of people are getting. Right. Um, but if, when I've done Skype or I do a Google Hangout, one show I produce, it's a recorded Google Hangout. So for that, my two co-hosts, I can't separate them, but they come in together on one of the channels that records in voice meter. Hmm. So when I can, I can EQ them separately. They've gotten good over the last couple of years, not talking over each other. So it's easier to edit. Um, so, so, so that's sort of how that works. Nice. All right. But I, it lets me do the, it's like a virtual mix minus. So like we're on a Google Hangout, I could in theory give out a phone number, I could take a call and bring it right in here to us, or I could bring in a Skype call where I could see them and I could do the whole mix minus with this as well. See, that's, see, now you just hit my hot button. I still someday I'm going to be able to say, is the caller there? Um, I did hear where Spreaker is pondering now adding, I think they have a thing now where you can tie in like Uber conference or some other phone line to their Spreaker studio, which is basically they use some sort of virtual cables 
kind of voice meter type software. So it's on one hand, yeah, it's their Spreaker studio software, but it's really, it sounds like this virtual cable thing that's, that's doing all the heavy lifting, which is basically what, what voice meter does, but that's interesting that you could, uh, well, in theory, if you wanted to experiment with this one week, if you and Jim were to, you know, do the hosting, do the co-hosting thing, mm. in theory, I could run, I could be here, never hear me, but I could kind of be the call screener, and I could, in the Google Hangout chat, say, here's the person's name, here's what they want to talk about, and then when you say, hey, Aliquity, you're on, you're, you're on with Dave and Jim, then I can make it so her audio goes through, wherever. I've heard it. I've screened the call. Right. And then I could send it through. So that would also be possible. That's and see, That's. And, and I would demand the same, I would demand the same <laughs> amount of pay that Jim gets. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing is uh, it does require like a third person. That's the, anytime you have a, a call screener, that's where, um, cause I know they have to, it has to be another person. I couldn't, you couldn't call screen by yourself. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're, you know, now we're back to Bobby Bowie phone calls and that whole nine yards. And and I've just found it's funny because I would love to have the phone thing, but uh, my audience has proven over and over and over that a chat room is is, is perfectly I fine. I miss this jingle. <laughs> That's right. 888-563-3228. The number again, 888-563-3228. Yeah. So. Uh, well, holy cow. Uh, look at the time, kids. Um, what is coming up on uh, the House of EdTech these days? Uh, the next episode comes out next Sunday because uh, I do it fortnightly. And I do not yet know what's coming up on the very next episode. <laughs> um, That's good. I, but, I feel I so bad. Share, <laughs> but I can share that for International Podcast Day, I'm going to be a part of the live broadcast, so I will be uh, from 5 to 6 Eastern time on International Podcast Day. I'll be talking about the power of podcasts in the world of education. There you go. And I that's awesome. And then you will high five me as I jump on at 7 o'clock. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's today. Me and I think Jim and I are coming on at 7 to talk about, I think, just like where podcasting is going, yada, yada. It's, it's me, Jim, Dave, and um, Steve. So that'll be fun. Yes, it is International Podcasting Day. So uh, tomorrow, but it's it's kind of weird. They're starting it today because in New Zealand, it's tomorrow. So they started on the 29th. It's actually a two day event because of the whole, you know, there are people on the other side of the planet kind of thing. So that'll be fun. Uh, but I, most of the stuff I'm doing for my show is tomorrow. So and, I, and all I'm doing is the thing I talked about where I'm going to go to my my non podcaster uh, Facebook group. I'm going to go to the one for the family and friends and say, what's your favorite hobby? And then give them a podcast to listen to about that hobby. That's, uh, I think everybody should do that. I think it'll be great fun. So, but Chris, thanks. I saw that you posted that Yes, and I, I, I kind of did that two weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> and it got gr- a great response. And one person was like, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> said, Good. You get the point. And I really felt like I was Google because I was doing the search. Excellent. We're here every Saturday. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. Stick around for some post shows.